everyone. I'm Chrissy Regan and welcome to the Everyday Wellness Podcast. I'm joined today by Leanne Foreman, who's an author and the founder of Home Matters 101. Hi, Leanne. How are you? Hi, Chrissy. I'm just great. Really good. So we're all sober, both based in Queensland in Australia. You're in the south of the south of the state. I'm in the north of the state. So um, there's a lot of distance between us. But we had a chance to kind of connect more recently through a global forum, which has just been just beautiful. And I've done some curious research into your um, your business because you touch on a lot of um, uh, ideas around perfectionism and how that plays out in our lives. So I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about you and and, and your personal journey in life, please. I'd love to. Uh, well, I think a lot of we mothers tend to dabble with perfectionism. But mine started back at school. I was the kid who had to do the perfect assignments up at midnight, just wanting it to be perfect. Then I ended up marrying a perfectionist. So imagine two people wanting everything to be perfect and having different ideas about what perfect is. Uh, didn't end well, that one. Then with my home, it was just everything was in place. It looked like a display home to the extent where I didn't actually want people to just drop in because I'd be concerned that it wasn't perfect enough. Mm -hmm. uh, now, my mind needs order, but I just took it to a whole new level and I always felt not good enough. Mm -hmm. and did you think that was something that was conditioned into in a child were your parents like that you know what did you re reflect on in hindsight well yes I actually did a lot of reflecting and found out where it came from my mm -hmm. dad was a shouter mm -hmm. so I got into my little head that if I did everything perfect there'd be no reason for him to shout at me Mm -hmm. and hence my journey of lifelong perfectionism mm -hmm. so, mm. and so you, no doubt you've had a bit of therapy to unwind some of that <laughs> uh yes um I have done some some I've done the work yeah <laughs> the expression is yes yeah yes so that my life is not so uh entrapped by this perfectionism yeah, and what's life like now? You've kind of let go of the shackles of perfectionism. I have, I have. I must admit I have. It did take its toll uh, with my mind, body, heart and soul. They're the four mm -hmm. areas I talk about in my book. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel as if the shackles are off. So tell us a bit about your book as well, please. Well, uh, that is the I wrote the handbook I wish I'd had when I first started a home and family. Mm -hmm. And actually, uh, uh, if you'll allow me, I'll go through the areas that I've sectioned my book into, which is the mind, body, heart and soul. And I'll actually pinpoint how perfectionism affected each of those areas. Yes, please. Well, uh, mentally procrastination was the big one the real big one because I felt before I started to do something I was worried that I wasn't going to do it perfect enough mm -hmm. and so I kept putting it off I think a lot can relate with this one yeah 
Uh, there was total mental fatigue mm-hmm. because my mind was always busy. How can I do this better? Am I doing it right? And I did find that what I would do was just at the end of the evening, I would just veg in front of a movie. It didn't matter if it was a good movie, a bad movie, just anything to numb the brain and mm-hmm. to try and stop it from thinking so much. Uh, yes, uh, the other trap was I would visit the fridge a lot mm-hmm. or snack a lot because I felt that was a way, a legitimate way of putting off what I had to do because we have to eat to stay alive, don't we? <laughs> so, yeah. It's um, funny what some... we tell ourselves, isn't it? Oh, isn't it? Isn't it? The, the, <laughs> the excuses, the reasons. Mm. Uh, a lot of people who need to numb either well, mostly what's going on in their mind or even what's going on in their lives, they tend to steer towards alcohol. Mm-hmm. So they drink more than what is good for the body just to get that kind of numbing effect. Mm. So, so you yeah. found food instead of alcohol, would you say? Oh, to some degree it wasn't. Uh, fortunately, I have a really good metabolism mm-hmm. that I didn't gain a lot of excess weight, but... I definitely would go for the comfort food sometimes mm-hmm. um, or food that I didn't really need. It was just an excuse. Mm. Just an distra- it was a distraction. It was a distraction. And how did, sorry, how did perfectionism play out in your relationships with your three children then? Uh, well, that's that I've got uh, two kids, a boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. That's where the heart comes in. I was actually too busy to really connect with them Mm -hmm. that's one of the mistakes you know how we learn from our mistakes well the reason I wrote the book was so that other people wouldn't have to go through these learning things although we do to some degree uh yeah I I became a people pleaser I was Mm -hmm. trying to get everything perfect in the home and try and please my kids and my husband to my detriment that's where my body wasn't doing so well because I Mm -hmm had no self-care whatsoever Mm -hmm. I needed that downtime Uh, I also I had anxiety so physically I was nauseous and therefore I didn't feel like connecting putting in the extra effort to connect because when you're feeling sick you don't feel like doing anything let's face it yes and then I I was always needing approval Mm mm-hmm And it took a long time to realise that the family connection was so much more important than the house perfection that I was trying to do in order to get approval. So it's all linked, all so linked. And how old were the kids when you kind of had that epiphany? What happened? What was the um, breakdown moment? Oh, unfortunately, it took a divorce. Mm -hmm. Uh, The kids were late teens. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was the defining moment where mm. I realised uh, something's just not right here. Mm-hmm. Let's do a little bit of reflecting, delving with the help of some other people, wonderful mm-hmm. mentors, mm-hmm. and find out uh, what's the core of this. Mm-hmm. And do you have a stronger relationship with your children now? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Having three-hour current phone calls with my daughter who's now living away from home mm-hmm. uh, that that's not unusual um, mm-hmm. no it's great and 
my son just really enjoys a visit from me. Mm-hmm. And not too many parents can say that. Yeah. <laughs> so no, no. I there were some steps mm-hmm. I took, and they, they've panned out. Mm, that's wonderful to hear. You know, because I have two young children, four and eight. Uh, one of my children is a little bit of a perfectionist and a people pleaser, and you can tell she gets anxious if she's doing not doing things to the expectations but then lots of times you have to remind her 15 times to do things anyway so you kind of fall into this trap of saying you know can you do this can you do this can you do that and then you're not getting anywhere with her so you know it's common then to go to that escalation point where you find yourself wanting to kind of scream and shout to get the job done but having to remind yourself to honor the relationship not the task you know and yes, for me, that's been yes. a big lesson for me over the last few years, knowing that I have two children who are very different in the way that they approach things. Um, and so I'm reminding myself all the time, and I'm not perfect, I'm always learning, <laughs> that I have to honour the relationship, not the task, and to know that I don't want to turn into um, that flight, fight or fawn situation where the shouting is overbearing and um and then they become people pleasers and suppressing their own, you know, their own self-esteem. So it can be a really vicious cycle and it's quite insidious because you're not aware of it a lot of times, you know? That's it. That's it. It's not, I love the um, your awareness about it. And sometimes we don't know what starts our perfectionism. It can be something as simple as something that was said to us, not even by a family member, by someone outside the family, and our little minds take that on board as something really serious. Mm. So uh, th- being able to, su- as you said, support our children and their differences and coming, well, actually that's one of the steps I took was coming to the realisation that perfectionism, it's a myth. I grew up, uh, I'm 63, mm-hmm. and I grew up in the, at a time where perfectionism was almost deemed as an honourable quality. Mm, where yes. it's it's impossible it's totally impossible to be perfect because what's perfect for you can be totally imperfect for your partner or your child or someone you meet in the street mm. so it, it's just it's a myth it's a total myth an impossible impossible goal so that mm. was my first step is admitting that perfectionism it, it's it's imperfect it's impossible mm. what it's what it needs to be changed to what works for you yes. and let other people do what works for them. Yes. It might def- not be your idea of what's good or what's what's works for you, but that's their business, not yours. Yeah, I, I always reflect on the fact that everyone's circumstances are different and no one's in your home and it's just you just have to do you, you know. And there are times when you'll be productive and there'll be times when you're on the ball and you're on time and the kids have the right uniform and there'll be times when you aren't. But no one knows what else you've got on your plate at the time. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's actually another step I took Mm. was to stop comparing because Mm. you're so right. No one can lift the lid and look at what is exactly going on in your home. Mm. And I didn't give myself enough, enough empathy for the fact that, yeah, I, I actually had kids with dyslexia, ADHD, um, mm-hmm. Asperger's, which they don't use that term anymore. And here I was comparing myself 
to a girlfriend of mine who didn't have any of those challenges in her home. Mm. And how silly. How yeah, ridiculous. you didn't have compassion or kindness for yourself or empathy for yourself. No, no. It's interesting. You mentioned important. about the self-care thing. So, you know, what weren't you doing and could you have done in hindsight to make yourself feel better, do you think? Well, uh, something that was another very important step was start to listen to myself talk when it came to self-care. Mm-hmm. And I was one of those mums who said, uh, no, there's more important things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this, uh, or I, I might go out with girlfriends because girlfriend time was really important, but then I'd leave quickly because I had to get home or I'd leave to do the other things on my to-do list. Or, yeah, I was putting myself as a second-rate citizen, mm-hmm. which, yeah. uh, hey, uh, my mum used to tell me all the time, Leanne, remember, if the captain goes down the whole ship goes down mm-hmm. and she tried to and I, I don't know why I didn't listen mm-hmm. I, perhaps the perfectionism was just too strong at that stage because I hadn't realized why it was there and I think that's really important is to realize yeah. why you're trying to please why you're trying to be perfect and a lot of time it is low confidence in yourself low self-esteem um, and that for me personally, came from all of my dad shouting at me, uh, there must be something wrong with me. Whereas it wasn't. We found out that he probably had the Asperger's and yes. he was shouting out of frustration. Not, not wasn't to do with me. Yes. I love that expression, when you know better, you do better. And yes. you kind of talked about that. So how old were you when you had your children? Because obviously you just mentioned you're 63. So you can share with us, work backwards. <laughs> Uh, I'll work backwards. Okay. Um, so I was 35 and 37 when I had my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe too ingrained in <laughs> uh, in this life of perfectionism. I don't know. Mm. Uh, and then, Yeah, you weren't a young mum. And I think sometimes as well when you've had that professional capacity behind you, yes. you become a bit more, you know, well, this is how I am and this is what things are like and I'm used to being productive and I'm used to doing this and I'm using that and then all of a sudden that control is completely gone, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And I do realise that my uh, perfect home was my attempt to gain back some of that control. Because mm. yes, perfectionism is linked with control. Mm. And look, having a uh, my I might have said before, my brain needs order mm-hmm. and neat and tidy. So it wasn't a bad thing. And I I have a one of my mentors said, find the gift of every challenge you've had. And mm-hmm. you can't I can't not pat myself on the back for the fact that, hey, as far as having my home in order it's that that's a gift that's a gift I I need it my kids needed it with their ADHD and the dyslexia and uh, yeah they needed order so that wasn't bad I just took it too far yeah so um it's really interesting because I think that you've obviously explained quite well how it played out in your relationships and you said about the dyslexia and ADHD in your children could you think in hindsight that, you know, maybe there was aspects of those um, conditions for yourself too? Yes, 
yes yes absolutely in fact my daughter is pressuring me to find out if i am adhd to some degree we all have brush strokes of those things yes it's just if there's too many brush strokes it paints a very clear picture mm -hmm. so uh i yeah, do I've seen a lot more yeah. recently a trend for adults to be diagnosed you know on the spectrum or with certain conditions that they've that, that have debilitated them in certain aspects of their life and they're finally able to recognize it and the challenges that it's brought to them and move forward but you know obviously you're 63 you've done a lot of reflection already you're understanding the impacts of those how that played out for you but you know it's always interesting to what else you could learn about yourself isn't it it is uh, life is endless learning as far as i'm concerned yeah, yeah. endless discovery which is great and i do have to i have always looked at differences as yes challenges areas that can be gotten over and and re, how would I put it rejoice that I have been able to be successful despite yes the challenge of perfectionism yes the challenge of ADHD ASD all those acronyms in the family in the genes uh, to be able to stand here at 63 and say I have a really happy life and a happy home. Mm -hmm. And uh, my kids are starting to actually see that as well, which is wonderful, just warms my heart. Mm. It is interesting. There's another analogy or expression I like, which is parent yourself first. <laughs> yes, I love that. Yes. Yeah. And procrastination is a, can be a disease within itself, can't it? It's debilitating at times. I see it for a lot of people that I come in contact with. Uh, yes, it, that's still one I have a challenge with, mm -hmm. but I'm uh, getting better at it every day. And a lot yeah. of it is the realisation as to why I procrastinate. That was a biggie. That yeah. was a biggie. Oh, of course I do that because mm -hmm. I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I think. So please tell us a little bit about Home Matters 101, um, the purpose of it and what you generally do on a day-to-day -day basis. Oh, well, strangely enough, I was going to write, I've got two websites. The other one is Easy Read Recipes. And I was going to write a book on how food can help not exacerbate ADHD traits yes come mind and body a little bit more what to eat what not to eat and strangely enough I sat down and went no nothing's coming here and out poured this home matters 101 mm -hmm. and it's a kind of because of my journey from havoc to haven yes. and I wanted there to be like a handbook of simple ways for more harmony and balance and firstly to get things right within yourself Mm -hmm. then that flows to the family and then that flows to the home I had it the other way around mm -hmm. definitely mm -hmm. and it's just uh, separated into the mind body heart and soul because I think it needs to be a holistic approach I was concentrating far too much just on the body and there's about a, a page or two on an, a little explanation about each chapter and then a list there's actually a list of ways for example uh, my one about 
eating real food, which is mm-hmm. a real passion, is ways to get more real food nutrients. And mm-hmm. first of all, it's what you can do for yourself, then your yeah. family, and then your home. So yeah. I'm pretty proud of it. I just want it to be something that a person can pick up and be more aware of all the different areas around home management. Yeah, I like that. I like the title or part of that is Havoc to to Haven. It's like that chaos to calm mindset. Isn't yes, it? Mm. yes, absolutely. Yeah. And do, when you meet people who you can see are in a similar state that you were uh, in the past, do you try to rescue them, advise them, or how? Because a lot of the work has to be done themselves. You know what I mean? And it does. It does. That's why I tried to make this book a not a you have to. It's a you might want to consider style. Yes. And uh, actually, I have a box of my books in the car. Mm-hmm. And if I'm talking to someone who might need a bit of help, I'll just hand them a book and say. Mm-hmm look, this is the handbook I wish I'd had. It might um, might be something to spark some inspiration. Yes, I feel the same with my book too because I see stressed out, burnt out women everywhere I go and who are suffering. And I feel like, here, yeah, I have my book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Please and then it's up to them. It's yeah. up to them whether they yeah. read it or not. But at yeah. least if they do pick it up and they find it speaks to them, it's a lovely gift. It's a wonderful gift. One yeah. less one less stressed out mum who's not really happy with how things are going at home. Yeah. yeah, because ultimately I think the accountability comes down to recognising the impact that we're imparting or what are we role modelling to our children. And I yes. think about that a lot. And obviously you mentioned that with your parents and your dad. So he was role modeling to you the shouting thing. If I want to role model to my young girls that self care is important, and mum's a whole person, and mum's allowed to look after yes. herself, and mum's allowed to honor and nourish herself, then I hope in the future the cycle stops with me. I break the cycle of that, you know? Oh, yes, that's so, so important. Yes. And it's that simple awareness. You're right, what you said before, that so many people are totally unaware mm. that what they say and do can influence so, so greatly their their kids and what they end up doing mm. in life. And so tell me about the formula for your easy-to-read recipes because it obviously plays into the fact that lots of information is overwhelming for people. So what, did, what was your formula? Okay. Well, uh, when I was a mum with challenging kids at times I won't deny it I needed to save time and reduce stress in the kitchen because I was a real advocate for the better food you put into the body the better output will be so I always jotted down with a format that stopped the going backwards and forwards between the ingredients and the method because yes. that I would get lost or I'd leave out ingredients and just didn't work for me. Yes. Then when my kids got older, I thought, well, well my kids have got to, it'd be great if they cooked, but they're going to have a hassle with recipes. So I did a whole heap of research, a whole lot of prototyping and came up with actually more than 25 subtle criteria that can be put into a recipe to make it easier to read and follow. And I tested it with a group of hospitality students. And by the end of the term, 
three out of four of them, of the students and the teachers, agreed, yep, this is easier. And I get comments like, oh, this just makes my brain smile, or <laughs> one I love is, all men need this. In fact, my <laughs> husband. My new husband um, is one of my biggest fans. He'll say, could you please reformat this recipe? Because he loves to cook too. Yes. So, yeah. That's awesome. I love that. So I'm actually going to make the baked Mediterranean fish this evening that I saw on your website. <laughs> oh, good, good. <laughs> yes, I'm getting a, lo a lot of people are starting to contribute recipes for me yeah. to reformat. In yeah. fact, I've got uh, one from Maggie Beer. One I asked for these, Maggie Beer, Miguel Maestre. Uh, so, yeah, it's fun. It's good. That's, it's that's good. Awesome. In fact, if you thought paella was difficult, mm -hmm. his recipe just makes it, well, his recipe plus my format make it just so much easier. Oh, that's really out. cool. Well, it's funny because yesterday I was doing my shopping and I saw some fish and I thought, oh, I feel like fish, it's summer, you know, and then I was on your website. I thought, oh, I'm doing that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> good, good. Great. Well, let me know how it goes because I'm Definitely. actually cooking fish tonight, so I might join you with that one. Well, I post a lot of pictures of food on my Facebook page to thewellnesspoet.com. So thank you so much for joining me. Is there anything you'd like to share with people before we finish? Uh, uh, well, if you're having uh, uh, the thoughts in your head, well, home's not as the haven that I thought it might be, mm -hmm. uh, check out my website, homematters101.com, and there's some blog posts, and I give away some recipe books occasionally and freebies, mm -hmm. and just I'm trying to make life easier for the mums coming up through the ranks. I think that's a really important mission because there's so much overwhelm and so much 24-7 stuff going on and um, the perfectionism thing is a killer, but also the expectations that we have of ourselves to work, to be a good parent, to be a primary carer, yes. keep all the balls in the air. It's not realistic. And, you know, I'm 47 and I have a four-year-old who still gets into my bed at 3 o'clock in the morning. And I know that I have to dial back my expectations on a daily basis based on what's going on for me in my home life, you know. So I'm a real advocate for that. So thank you. Oh, yes, absolutely. What is what is more important, the connection or the perfection? And, yeah, mm. perfection just it goes, it's gone. It's yeah. gone. Actually, I just realised uh, my the PDF of my book is on the website uh, for free at the moment until it gets up on the kindle uh, version uh -huh. i thought yeah. i'll just offer it for free so that more people can get in touch with the book itself that's awesome i'll share the links into the notes of the show so people can find your website and find the book too hmm. well it's been wonderful chatting um, yes yes it's lovely finding someone with a like-minded goal in life that's awesome thank you so much and i will talk to you again real soon all right. Thank you, Chrissy. Bye.